You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home and Abroad, and the Irish, as I've always said, have spread their wings globally, and this has been happening for hundreds of years, and from a music perspective also spread their wings globally, and that has been happening for well over a hundred years. And one of the great voices that came out of Ireland was John McCormack. John McCormack was born in Athlone and uh, performed as, uh, in New York to a large audience, would, would have been one of the ma first major international Irish singing stars, if not the first international Irish singing star. And as far as I recall, when he performed in New York back in the 1920s or 30s, he got something like $200,000, which would be the equivalent of a U2 fee in this day and age. Well, coming up on November 3rd at uh, the Centre Wakefield de La Peche, uh, which is at 38 Chemin de la Vallée de Wakefield, uh, there is a song in our hearts, and it is a concert that will feature Fraser Rubens, a tenor, and a cardiac surgeon, and Carl Weeb, pianist and family doctor, and these are the concert docs. Good morning, doctors, and welcome, and thanks for taking the time. Good morning to you, and thank you very much for having us on your show. Carl, I'll start with you, and uh, while you're a family physician, you studied music early on, I see, and music is obviously something very close to your heart. Give us a little bit of background, your, your musical background. Oh, I'd love to. The, uh, I started playing music before I started school, so it was, it's been all my life. Somebody asked me when I started playing piano yesterday, and I'm like, I read music before I started school. Um, and it was just it was just built into life between church and community choir and high school and then I started university in Brandon University at the Faculty of Music uh, out in Manitoba and did a combined music performance uh, started a combined music performance degree in piano and flute um, and but after a few years thought I needed to move away moved to Vancouver and uh, when I had some reflection time, I was I was not in love with practicing by myself in the room. <laughs> I think maybe a lot of people can relate to that. It's it is uh, you really have to be driven to do music as a as a solo career in order to do the work that's needed um, on your own uh, to get there. Um, had a wonderfully constructive philosophical piano teacher who who took me down that decision-making, and I decided not to do music at that point. I wanted to do something where I was more directly helping people from my career. And it took me a little while to get around to medicine. I made, I feel I made the right, right decision, but I desperately missed music in my life. I really feel that music feeds my soul, and it's so wonderful to see the reaction on when we're, when we're doing concerts in long-term care homes and in retirement residences, as well as fundraiser concerts, it's really, really lovely to see people moved um, and either joining in to sing with us or tearful as it's bringing back a memory. Uh, and so I think it's, I think it's an essential part of our lives. It has been for me. Uh, Carl, given the nature of your work and as a doctor, and I know that can be very much a high stress, uh, and it can be very much a high emotional stress job, to be able to, and to focus on giving something back, particularly to the elder, elderly and, as you say, into long-term care facilities, uh, that must provide you also 
with that emotional balance that helps keep your kind of feet on the ground and your some way uh, your life balanced. I don't know if anybody would refer to me as being balanced. To be honest, <laughs> it is a counterpart, and and so either when the either when the emotions of you know a, a difficult life circumstance for a patient or um, trying to help somebody who's losing control in their lives, um, you know, frustrating conversations, those things, it is, uh, it's healing for me um, to be able to go and either vent or lose myself in a, in a piece of music for sure. One other little item I notice on, on your biography or your resume, and that is that you were responsible for uh, the designated physician to lead for electronic patient record keeping implementation. Now, given your musical talents and your uh, medical talents, it strikes me that um, technology and the implementation of technology doesn't quite fit with those two. <laughs> Have you not heard of the music, math, and medicine link? There's a, there is a, there actually is a really close link there, and I, sometimes I joke that it's really related to my typing speed, which is related to my piano technical skills. That's what got me uh, mixed up in the, in the electronic patient record uh, business. It's a combination. I was, I was designated to lead this project at Briere, um, and, and um, almost because nobody else stepped up, but I actually found I really enjoyed it. There's a lot of problem solving that has to, has to happen. There's a lot of um, communication, and 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 there does need to be a little bit of a, whether it's a mathematical mind. Um, I think the biggest thing actually is actually the talking to people in advance of changes and after changes. That's a huge part of it, and that the collaborative music, you know, doing music together with other people, whether it's with choirs, whether it's with soloists, whether it's with a piano trio, those kinds of things have taught me um, uh, a great deal about listening and, and communicating. Well, you mentioned um, playing with others, and whether it be solo or uh, but then with a the choir. or with, uh, For A Song in My Heart, you mentioned you're the, the uh, pianist and the vocalist for that concert uh, going to share the music of John McCormick is uh, Dr. Fraser Rubens. And Dr. Fraser Rubens spends, uh, I, don't, I wouldn't quite say his days, because knowing the nature of his work as a cardiac surgeon, spends many of the hours, could be day or night possibly, uh, at the Ottawa Heart Institute, and uh, he will be performing also and doing the works of John McCormick. Dr. Rubens, Dr. Fraser, thanks a million for coming along. Your, your side Delighted. of the, the uh, performance, and what got you into this, and where was your introduction to music? Oh, I, I've been singing since I was a little boy, and... Uh, uh, I I had uh, strong teachers who were also mentors uh, throughout university and, and medical school. I actually did a minor in music before I went into medical school, and then I got into medical school after two years, so I wasn't actually able to finish that. But regardless, uh, I just kept an interest in it, and I had this unusual passion and interest in opera that uh, led me to uh, find great musical leadership uh, at every stage in my career. So I've, I've been quite lucky. I've been studying for the last decade with a teacher from New York who also teaches in, in Toronto. His name is Neil Seema, and uh, 
Uh, he has great students all around the world, and he's really changed my uh, understanding of the voice. And, and we've had, shared some wonderful experiences together because of our uh, unique uh, collaboration, a cardiac surgeon and a great musical teacher. So uh, it's been a lot of fun. And as I said, Carl, like particularly when you as a surgeon, uh, the intensity that you would have while you're in the operating theatre, uh, music is very, very therapeutic. You must find it as a release. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful uh, outlet. It is never uh, duress to go and perform unless I'm under the weather physically. Uh, and and the, the patient's love it. With the internet there, they'll search you out and they and my Google search is littered with references to my musical activities. So inevitably as they're rolling into the operating room, they're asking me, are you going to sing when you're operating or what are you going to sing to me when I'm going to sleep, etc. So or do you listen the most common question is what do you listen to when you're operating? And in fact we don't generally, uh, but uh, they you know they, they really connect with it and the patients love it. They really enjoy that their surgeon has such a close connection to music. Uh, I think they would probably choose that characteristic above even proficiency with your hands. Although I, I hope I'm good enough with that too. <laughs> I think I think it might be that the the patient has a confidence when they uh, recognize that their physician or their surgeon uh, has a, a holistic approach to living as well as an holistic approach to health, and it, it yeah. can be a source of great confidence. And, and the other thing that's that's quite interesting, and, and I've, I've reflected on this in the past, is that. There is a bit of a difference between uh, what, how, what Carol's connection with music is and my connection, uh, because um, musicality is, is something that we share. Um, that she has a great deal of superb technical skill. What what I bring to the table is a unique aspect of musicality, which is an emotional contribution to the music that singers have to do because they have to go up and they have to act on stage, and that actually is very unusual for physicians, uh, even though uh, it, it has such a close connection to our skill with empathy and compassion. Uh, but it, so it's, a, it's a lovely thing that we're sharing, um, but uh, there's, a, there's a lot of fun in looking at the connection between what we do on stage and how we relate to patients. And I don't know if that makes sense to you, but, but it certainly is something that's swirling around in our minds lately in the last uh, year. Indeed. Um, what, how did the two of you come together? And uh, Carl, do you want to take this one to start with? Sure. We were we were both involved with uh, Rideau Corral's uh, Carmina Burana performance over a, over a year ago. I guess it must be a year and a half. Um, when uh, Fraser was a tenor soloist, and I was uh, I, I was part of the percussion section. It was a fantastic bunch of, uh, there were two pianos and um, there were six additional percussionists in addition to the choir. So we made a lot of noise, but there was no, <laughs> it was, it was a, it was a very fun concert. We, uh, we looked at the bios afterwards and realized, hey, here's two doctors and we're doing, we're able to do music at a, at a performance level. Um, and so Fraser asked at that point if I would be willing to be the nursing home circuit with him, and that sounded like a great idea, and I, that's how it started. 
And prior to coming together, uh, had both of you been performing a lot individually in various capacities? Fraser more so than me. I, I was involved with uh, choir, and um, I do concerts, small concerts in my house for people who are close to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I've had a fairly active uh, performance schedule, and uh, I've been also doing uh, multiple uh, performances in, in nursing homes and residence with my, a couple of my musical mentors, uh, Garth Hampson and uh, Evelyn Greenberg. And, um, you know, they really had introduced to, to me this idea to use that. So it often, I'd have a fundraising concert coming up that someone had asked me to sing at, but I would often perform the music in advance at various places around the city. And, and, and I realized that this genre was certainly a sustainable way to co- contribute to the community. Uh, so, uh, uh, and, and I still get uh, a number of requests to uh, step to the stage with orchestras and choirs, and uh, I find that just a, a wonderful honor, a great experience, and, and uh, probably it's going to grow more and more, but Carol and I are going to be uh, getting uh, more opportunity to use the music that we've created with bigger uh, venues. For example, we did the... Uh, a series of Broadway performances, and we would do this repeatedly within the nursing homes, and then Carol and I performed it with the Ottawa Wind Ensemble at a recent engagement at the National Arts Centre. So it's it, yeah, it, it's really growing in terms of our uh, concert exposure, the, the two of us. Now, let's talk about November the 3rd and John McCormick. Um, I take it, Fraser, that as a tenor, John McCormick would have been high on your idle list for a long time. Oh, without a doubt. Um, it is... It, it, for the neophyte who doesn't realize uh, or is new to the the artistry of, of being a balladeer, um, I hope it will be eye-opening and I hope it will reintroduce the glory and the beauty of of uh, bringing stories to people, which is what John McCormick was all about. I mean, he he really went to the stage and he told stories through song uh, with his collaborators. And it was, in fact, the, the end of his ability to do this personally through the advent of radio that led to his uh, decision for retirement, I gather. Uh, it was so important to him, the, the connection that he could do on a personal basis in the concert hall, that when that venue started to wane in importance, he realized that he, it was time to leave his career. Uh, I, I love that that story. I assume it's true. Uh, I love listening to the uh, the, uh, the beauty and the musicality of his voice. In, you know, there's limitations in the recordings you hear because they're scratchy and they're on 78s and they've been put onto digital uh, music. And you wonder, what, would it, what did it really sound like if you were there face-to-face? But I can only imagine um, that it was pretty spectacular. Um, and, and a lot of the music was written for him, uh, and the interpretations that he has done have, have resonated and have uh, led to uh, tremendous performances of other tenors throughout the world. He also did some great collaborations with fantastic pianists and also with Fritz Kreisler, the, the violinist, and and uh, we've had the opportunity to perform some of that music as well. Cal and I did a piece 
that was popularized uh, by uh, uh, McCormick, a, a beautiful uh, lullaby from uh, Jocelyn um, with uh, violin and, uh, and piano and voice. So uh, there, there's just great material out there that's really, really uh, turned us on. So the on the night of uh, November 3rd, what pieces, can you give us a sample of some of the pieces that you have selected? Sure. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a Canadian connection to some of this stuff, too. Um, there's a beautiful piece. Um, uh, it, it, um, McCormick has certain characteristic pieces that he was very famous for. In fact, you can go to the top 100 and we're going to be doing some of those. For example, When Irish Eyes is Smiling and Makushla and I Hear You Calling Me, we're going to do a Canadian piece uh, by a, uh, a composer. Uh, she was from uh, Van Cleek Hill, and, uh, she, but she wrote this piece on her route on this uh, ship back to Canada called Duna. I've had some trouble trying to find out where Duna is in Ireland. In fact, when I was over in Ireland in the last year, I was... I was asking all the tour operators where in the world will I find Duna just so I can actually put a face to, to this. But anyway, uh, there's um, and, and then there's some lovely lullabies that uh, we're going to do from um, uh, uh, from Ireland, uh, Garton's uh, Mother's Lullaby and a few others. So it's, it's, there's a nice selection, a cross-selection of the pieces that we really enjoy. And then we try them out in the nursing homes, and we, we gauge the response of the audience to say, I think we'll keep that one. That one's going to go in, but they really like that one. So, Fantastic. Well, uh, I don't want to, to delay you too long, both of you. It's been fantastic to be able to have a chat, and uh, certainly Saturday, November 3rd, 7.30 p.m. is on my schedule to get over to uh, Centre Wakefield La Peche, and that is at 13 Chemin de la Vallée de Wakefield. Uh, tickets are $20 and they're available at concertdocs.ca. That's concertdocs.ca. And we've been chatting with Dr. Carl Weeb and uh, Surgeon Fraser Rubens. And I want to thank you both for taking the time. And uh, it's been a fantastic chat. Thank you very much, Austin. Thank you. Thank you so much. I also want to express my thanks to Diana Durford, who arranged this uh, opportunity to have a chat with Dr. Fraser and Dr. Weave. And uh, Diana reached out to me, and uh, I know Dr. Uh, Carl mentioned to me how tremendous of support she is, and uh, Dr. Uh, Fraser was also very appreciative. So, Diana, thanks indeed for reaching out and being so helpful.